Welcome. Fancy new technology given to me by the government. My big brain makes me so attractive. I want to read through Lord of the Rings. I haven't yet. I, I feel kind of ashamed. Thanks for stopping by. I just heard Caleb flailing around with his tongue. Do this or I'll kill you. It's like you were going to kill me anyway. You're an executioner. To see. Brian has ascended. He is a god. What's up? They would say, oh, you think you're cute? Well, I think this bullet's also pretty cute. Pow! In Brian's attic. Or do we need to whip ourselves and cry? Hey, Bobby, step up. Boom! Bobby's head falls on the floor. You can really download it. You can really download it. <laughs> you can really download it. Our audience can't see the visual, but Andrew has since lost his hand in a tragic injury, and so now he has a um, prosthetic. Prosthetic, yeah. It's also now he has a prostate. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, when I purchased this, it was labeled female hand, so if my hand's a bit more dainty. I don't, I don't want anyone to discriminate against. It doesn't me because look of that. really delicate. He has I lost mean, his it's... hand, and he is now a proselyte. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I yeah, I lost my hand and now I'm an apostate. <laughs> that, that it is the age-old question though. Um, if you had to choose between losing a limb, would you rather lose an arm or a leg? And I certainly would rather lose a leg. I think personally, yeah. yeah. I'd rather Andrew, not. Tough I, though, because too bad you get shot so, in the head if you if you don't lose an arm or a leg. You have, Andrew doesn't choose, like. Would you rather? You, you have three decisions. False dichotomy. You need to make that right now. Actually, there's a sniper outside your window. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd pick leg. Wait, yeah. Can it be below? the knee. <laughs> Why? That makes a difference? <laughs> yeah, because then you get those cool prosthetics where you can still run. Yes. Uh, you can be you the next Blade Runner except not murdering your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe without the DV, you know? <laughs> Alright, alright. Welcome to Brian's Attic. Season 3! Hooray! Yeah. Today, I don't know what we're talking about. Well, Dune but, Part 6. No, but please. it's been a while. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Dune Part 6. We're not talking <laughs> Dune, about Dune. Except we're on Part 5. Oh. The Christmas special was part four. Uh, <laughs> part five was the wait in between seasons two there and three. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we just talked um, about it. No, we, we invited with, you to think about Brian's Dune Brian's season time. three, we're trying to evoke the same sense that Attack on Titan is currently evoking with me with their Please, final season. no. Split into three parts over three years. Well, actually, speaking of Dune, I had meant to read uh, the next book in the series because like, I feel like Dune no Messiah. one ever talks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like no one ever talks about that one as much. Because no one reads it. People barely yeah. even finish the first one. I know, right? Like, it's a long book, but, like, that doesn't mean you can't just read course, the thing. I, I really and can't course, say much because I haven't read the second one. I know, I know, plan, I know. I haven't read I it either. It. I, There's I a plan to know. make a film, though, I think. for Dune Messiah if the second Dune film does. I mean, yeah, well. I, uh, let's hope they just make the second one and it actually works. I agree, yeah. dog. <laughs> Sorry, my, uh, my stomach's really uh, <laughs> bothering me right uh -huh. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so I, I was gonna say, um, so as since it's been such a long while, um, we could each share an interesting thing that's happened in the interim between sure, seasons. Sure, I'll, I'll go first. Sweet. <clears throat> so, uh, since, uh, season two ended and, and before season three happened, uh, some really good friends of mine moved away to, <laughs> to, to a different state, and, uh, now, now I can only really talk to them, uh, over the internet. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're making do, we're making do. Um, yeah, I hope people talk to them a lot more. You, Brian? You know what's really funny is that me moving to a different state was not the thing I was going to share because I forgot that happened in between season two and three. <laughs> I ran a 15K. That was fun. Oh, uh, Caleb, you can't one-up me. No, it was great, though, especially considering no. that I got to the race late and, like, had to, like, r I almost missed it because I couldn't okay. find it. You want to know what happened to me this morning? Go for it. I ran a 10K and almost missed it because we were late. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. So wait, you guys Great. are both you guys are both doing athletic things? Man, I've well, got going... a leg injury afterwards, I, I, so I, I haven't I, run I, since my 15k. No. I've just been doing I, PT I this time. I hadn't this run time. until this. Oh, that's bad. Because I had trained so, up to that point. Yeah. What's worse is that I took a wrong turn and added a mile to my 10k. Ooh. So Was instead it? of 6.2 miles. 
I basically ran 7.2. Was it a and uh, the longest trail run? run? What? Was it a trail run or was it like pavement? On a road. Okay. Yeah. Good on you for sticking it out. Up and down uh, on hills and whatnot. I, I guess I'll also like add something real rather than. Wait a minute, but Caleb. Oh, never mind. Let uh, me I, say first, yes. real quick, that the longest I, I had I run before then was just over four miles. That's impressive. You went. So yeah, my legs hurt now. I can imagine. Uh, what so I. So you actually... would rather lose your leg, is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> if only to end the pain. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that would be. Uh, how? What's the word? Cathartic? Preferable? Cathartic. No, no. Like, like, ouch! Because I put in all that work. You oh, know? it would be. Um, it would be like a disappointment to have gone through all that work and then you just lose right, your leg. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, my actual thing was I started uh, doing strength training again, but I've I've uh, adopted this like Greek way of doing it, or this ancient Greek way of doing it, where like they you split it up naked. Into... <laughs> you, you're you're both you're both on the same page, and your minds are both in the gutter. That's incredible. I I gotta hand it to you both. <laughs> Runners no, no, no. think alike. I know. I I have to remind myself to never do cardio. I don't want to end up like you people. No, no. So like you split up into four days, and you do like you focus on one thing for each four day section. It's super cool. So you start like you do strength, but then the next day you work on giving like speed, you work on becoming faster. So I did like a ton of like squats and jump squats and my legs were hurting for a lot for those four days. Now I'm on um, uh, rapidity or technique. So I'm doing a lot of like punches and kicks and stuff. It's fun. It's a lot, like, it's it's really fun. And I have not had this kind of enjoyment uh, with my my training for years. So I'm, I feel like this is something sustainable. Honestly, I think that I hadn't run at the beginning of the year, um, like in a while just because I'd gotten out of the habit and whenever I started training again it was like really good I, I mean I especially because I had moved to a new city so I definitely understand how like for example you trying a new method of you know weight training could be like exciting and beneficial and fun because it's like you gotta well, one coming back to working out after a while of not doing it in that way is always like satisfactory but also like doing it in a new way is always good too it also ends up making you much sore much more sore you get a lot sorer is, is that a word sorer I think it is Sorer. You get you get very sore after not doing it for a while. Like every single time I crouch down during those four days of like just tons of squats. Uh, oh man, like I could hear my legs crying. And like, like if you had asked me if I wanted to lose an arm or leg, I definitely would have said, take both my legs, please. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put my dog out of her misery real quick. Yeah, go please. Grab the shotgun. Please so, do. I'll I was thinking you. it's like while Caleb's got a dog problem, I've got like footsteps right above me that might be a problem. I cannot hear them at all. Well, I'm is afraid that, they might end up on the recording around? anyway. Oh. So, yeah, part of the technical difficulties that I have with this program, as why does it say there are seven people in... She'll calm down. She's in her what? crate now. So, um... There are people who joined, I guess. Or we've joined twice of us. Then who's the... Like, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Oh, well. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Um, I was gonna bring up the... One of the... Andrew mentioned... Or said a word that made me think of something. <laughs> um, he talked Stream about... Stream of consciousness. So yeah. Either sustainability or like as far as the workout or something along the lines, I actually have started to recycle, which I'm excited about. I Brian's know Attic like, is now an exercise and fitness podcast. A, a very boring thing, but um, I like I've worked to recycle should. for a while, and that's cool. And I'm also planning on like constructing a planter box for my porch so I can grow vegetables and root, um, which is sweet. That's cool. Because um, my brother's got a sawmill now. Vegetables so aren't really all that wood. sweet, but it's good enough, <laughs> I guess. Um, but you know, he's gonna make the lumber, and then I'll use that and some other stuff from like Lowe's to construct the box. It's gonna look really weird bringing up bags of dirt up two stories. Like people are gonna be like, "What are you doing?" But I mean, I guess not burying a body. I'm burying a dead body, obviously. On, on, on this balcony, <laughs> in this box. Hmm. <laughs> um, Suspicious? No. But it'll be super. All super fun. I've wanted to have a garden for a while and so I know that's cool. kind of boring, but no. Alright, any interesting topics? We need something. Anybody start doing drugs lately and need like an intervention? How about that war? Hey! No, I'm just joking. We're, I don't want to talk about that. Um, there has been a war lately in the interim. There's been a lot of interesting things between Brian's Attic Season 2 and 3. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that like I feel comfortable talking about though, you know? Like, I moved. Russia is attacking Ukraine. Um, the pandemic is over. Mm, over. Mm. <laughs> well, well, where I moved to, it's over. <laughs> oh, that's that's nice. Uh, of course, now everyone's gonna think that I moved to Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Hollywood or not Hollywood? Uh, Disney and Florida. That whole yeah. shabacle. You see that I combined the um, words shebang and debacle. Shabacle. Shabacle. Very close um, to. That was pretty accurate. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Unfortunately, it's copyrighted. We have to cut it out. 
It'll just be a blank where this was. I did want to bring Very up that the, to... the, the individual who got the uh, head transplant or body transplant, depending on Whoa, what wait, your perspective wh is. I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, died. wait, 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 what? Hang on a second. You have to, you have to yeah, explain so what this is. So I've there's an individual topic. in Russia uh, who basically. Uh, didn't they die? Yeah, he died. So basically he, so there was a body, was like, a viable really body at all. <laughs> that was, uh, this guy wanted to have, uh, what is it called? His head attached to like, um, so that he can continue to live because his body is failing, but his mind was okay. And, uh, they did the operation. They extracted his head and like the nervous system and stuff, like in a spinal column extracted. and tried to put it on the body. Extracted, and dude. Surgically they decapitated removed. him. What do you mean? <laughs> extracted. And it failed. Yeah. And it failed. Wow. I, I, I could have told you that. I mean, I, I, I was very optimistic years ago when I read it, but then I didn't hear anything about it for a while. And it was like, oh, so I guess it didn't work. Cause you, you, yeah. Uh, yeah, they would have been shouting it from the rooftops. There'd be people saying, yeah, if it oh, that was a fluke success, whatever. But you know, they'd still be yelling. Everyone would have known about it. Well, um, they have transplanted like limbs before, I believe. It's just, sure, you know, obviously. But, like your head's a different beast entirely. <laughs> also, also, I don't think I'd want to have somebody else's body. Do you know how disconcerting that would be? Oh, yeah, that'd be like, super weird. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been just like a coma. And then he, oh, so uh, like, what is it so, called? So like they, they could establish a heartbeat, but they couldn't like, resuscitate him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I, like I would have to look up the article, but oh, no. um, now there's two. Yeah, he's multiplying. I'm having, okay, um, I keep so there's a button on my mouse that goes back, like on oh, a web yeah, page. Yeah, yeah. Would you guys when want I your accidentally press it? It's just uh, on the to side. Be sustained like, in like in a computer program. Oh, okay, okay. I know what you mean. You mean you mean yeah. like <laughs> like uploaded into a computer so you could live for all of eternity? Yet would it still be me, or would it be? Would it still be uh, me or would it be like would it would it be like a perfect recreation of my personality that like would have gone through that would uh go through everything that that I would go through if I were like still in existence? It just doesn't or, or rather I don't. It'd and be a risk you'd have to take, right? So that's the thing. I can't tell you if your consciousness would be corrupted or No, I don't I, know. I, I I mean like it's starting out. I mean it's, memory it's loss has, me. happens in biological yeah. human beings. So let's just say it's it's just yeah, you, right? So okay. it is you and you can prolong your life indefinitely because you're incorporated into and, and a it's machine. Not, it's, it's not like a recreation of me and like no, I, it's I, you. I grow alongside it and I die and then it lives on. It's me. No, it's literally it's me. you. Yeah. Isn't that like... You mean becoming more a philosophical question body. though? Yeah. yeah. Like, machine is it body. you or is it not? Yes. I think that's the, the ship of Theseus question. I guess. Uh, ship, sh of. The ship of Theseus asks... It's like a variation on it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the human ship of Theseus. The point I'm trying to make is... The human ship. Yeah, yeah. Human ship of Theseus. Why not? <laughs> I think that's actually the question that uh, if you guys have heard of Ghost yeah. in the Michelle, uh, Ghost in the Shell, th Love that was Ghost in the Shell. Th that was basically the question that Ghost in the Shell. I think, or at least standalone complex. I think that that's what that, that movie was was trying to ask. So that was the anime that got me into anime. Oh really? Like more than anything. But then, because uh, I was like what fourteen at the time, um, maybe even like thirteen. Are or Are you 12. trying to tell me that the Scarlett Johansson <laughs> version isn't what got you into into anime? <laughs> that was like just no, Andrew. I'm fourteen <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, you know, I prefer uh, it, it I mean, it's it's M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, that's my oh, we're just talking about film. terrible adaptations, I guess. Okay, how about, how about Dragon Ball Evolution? So, I guess we gotta throw that one in there. Yeah. So the the seeing as I brought up Attack on Titan already once before, I'll I'll, I'll go through my anime uh, my anime journey. Okay. So it was Ghost in the Shell that got me into it originally. It's like whoa, like cartoons with cool stories. Uh, but then I stopped watching for a while, and then when I was about 17 uh it was darker than black that got me back into it mm. and then kind of post-college slash in college more more in college uh sophomore year that sword art online was the one that really drew, drew me back in because the the story there is so compelling Bad? oh well and and the the world building is entertaining and there are lots of the uh see andrew i i don't think that the story is what you think it is i watched it yeah so did i i've watched it <laughs> Twice. Wait, you're, you're, you're saying you're saying believe me or your lying eyes. All right, but fine, fine, fine. What is the story? First, first say what you think that I think the story there, is. Then tell me what the story <laughs> actually is. So I know you believe Kirito is a Mary Sue. No, not a Mary Sue. Just boring. Boring because he has no flaws. He he just succeeds at whatever he does. No, he has flaws, but because he succeeds all the time, he's boring despite those flaws. Gotcha. See, uh, I, I okay, I can kind of see that. And in in the action sequences where he's like, I gotta go 
faster or whatever. It's like those those are boring, but that's not the compelling part of the story for me. Okay. The, the compelling part of the story is the fact that he is this loner that is a loner because he's lost people and caused the deaths of people that he's gotten attached to. And so here comes along this girl that he falls in love with and he doesn't want to lose her, but she wants to stay by his side. And it's like, that's that's where the tension of the story is. is so it's about him their relationship. To be, it's about him learning to like open back up again? Open back up. Roughly speaking. Know that it's not necessarily his fault when other people die around him. You know, just other people are evil and do evil things and he can't save everyone. Uh, and, and, and that's part of what's compelling about him being so overpowered is that even being the best in the game and overpowered, he still can't save everyone. That, that's that's kind of what I find compelling. Also, the, the... The way you describe him, he sounds almost like Superman. Yeah, I mean, video game Superman. Yeah, I, I guess for, for, for what it's worth, I also find Superman boring. So it's, I, I'm noticing these parallels. He like, is one of the so more the boring. comic book now, readers. Let me, let me tell you, I like Sword Art Online. That's one, like because Superman it's a now. world that I, I appreciate. That's his son. That uh... It was... I have no idea what you guys are saying. Sorry, we're, we're talking underneath you. Go ahead. Um, I like Sword Art Online in that it's... I, I'd never seen a, a show that understood video games well, particularly MMOs. And so I just love the fact that there was all of the video game and MMO lingo in the show. Mm. I like the music, the animation style, and the characters. Um, <clears throat> and the, that was... And so it just drew me in very easily. Um, but I would not say that it is my favorite anime of all time. It's just up there in one I'm kind of sen sentimentally attached to. That's fair. I, uh... And I don't think it's as bad as people want to make it out to be. I guess, sir. My, I guess it my... Caleb, what's your favorite anime? Uh, yeah, Star Trek, probably. Star Trek, the animated series. Hey, there, there wasn't there that one uh, animated Star Trek show? I'm sure he loves that. I actually haven't watched it yet. So what? You <laughs> what apostate? kind of Star Trek fan no, are you? Wow. Heretic, heretic. Excommunicate I'm watching him. through Voyager right now, so after I get over that pain... Yeah. What kind of Star back, Trek fan are you? I yeah, what are you back. watching Voyager for? She's the only uh, captain Stop from watching Midwest. Voyager and just watch She's the, the only next captain generation from over she, and over and over again. They have a statue to her in Bloomington, Indiana. So it says Janeway will be born here on star date and then... Where? Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, She's that's the, actually the, the birthplace of one of my favorite voice actors. Mm. Who? D. Bradley Baker. Oh, I've heard of D. Bradley. The name he, sounds he's, weird, but I don't know what he does. He's Perry the Platypus. He's Appa okay. and Momo. Yep, I know who he is. He's basically every monster villain in Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. He's he's very good. I, I actually, uh, I watched through um, the original box set. The original box set. Well, anyway. <laughs> the original box set of Avatar The Last Airbender had director's commentaries for every episode with behind the scenes footage. My dog is sabotaging my portion of the podcast and it's so annoying. I mean, we didn't have this problem when you didn't have a dog is, is all yeah. I'm going to throw out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but every er, the box set for each season of Avatar The Last Airbender had behind the scenes director's commentaries with clips um, of basically the voice actors. And very interesting. It was uh, it was very interesting. I would watch it uh, when I'd go on road trips. I'd have a uh, portable DVD player and I would just continuously watch through all the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender episodes, um, hmm. which is like... While driving? Yeah, while driving. You'd watch yes. The Last Airbender. Yeah, you, we all know how Caleb is. Um, I, I will say this. Something that, I guess in response to your whole, to what you said, Brian, about the Sword Art Online. Also, I, if anyone can hear me eating ice cream, I apologize. But that I thought that was intended. rice. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, totally. You saw, you Homemade saw ice him, cream. Yeah, you, you saw him get handed a bowl full of rice with brown sauce on it. Sure, dude. Soy sauce, That's obviously. not as weird as you'd think. Teriyaki sauce is brown. You put teriyaki sauce on plain rice? I don't answer Gravy. that. Good. It's brown. Don't answer that. I don't want to hear it. No, no. What my point I've eaten is, raw eggs. Yeah, you also eat like three week old stuff and from your fridge and then get food poisoning. <laughs> so I, I don't want to hear it. How are you aware of that? How are you aware of that story? Oh, you're not I, one of my coworkers. I wonder how. Maybe the person in question. <laughs> it's told happened me. multiple times, Caleb. <laughs> oh yeah, it has. No, That's anyway, actually that story true. singular. Anyway, as if rice. there's only one. Yeah. Anyway, I, my fridge is very clean right now. I'm glad to very hear that. Clean. But anyway, Andrew, what's your spicy take?
take on Sword Art Online. Let me, t- let me tell no. you. Let me talk for a second. The spicy is that rice. No, 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 no. It's not about Sword Online. It's it's about how my own preferences have been shaped by what I've been reading. So I've been reading a lot of of. Uh, this is gonna sound like weird and dumb, but uh, I've been reading a lot of poetry recently. So I told you about how I was reading. Poetry is Bay. not weird and dumb. No, I said it's gonna sound weird and dumb. Not that it is weird and dumb. I love it, but a lot of people think, oh, you sh- poetry. What a loser. Uh, no, I've been reading. So I read Beowulf. I read Fall of oh, Arthur. And that's not even like your your weird and dumb kinds no, of poetry yeah, well, either. It's not like the flowers bloom on the side of the road. Right, it, and... it's, it's not T.S. Eliot. I know, but my point is <laughs> uh, a lot of people say, oh, that that sounds just boring. That sounds like, un- like that does not, does not sound fun. But after reading a lot of stuff, a lot of this like uh, ancient or medieval uh, era poetry, I've gotten like a, a taste, I guess, for like tragedy. So after reading the the, the Nibelungenlied, the one about the German uh, fight with Attila the Hun, how like 10,000 people die in like a single day or something. It's crazy. And like how there's all this deception and and like so, like a tragedy. Um, and then I finished the Iliad and the Odyssey since you've been gone. Um, I've really gotten a taste for like the, the tragic. So if, if there isn't some some element of that, it's harder for me to feel connected, I think, to the stakes. Like, oh, yes, something bad could happen, but it hasn't happened yet. So I don't feel as much when the characters are like so serious about it, I guess. Yeah, the, the main characters of Sword Art Online are rarely ever in actual danger. Yes. So for instance, and this is going to, I guess here, let me give you a contemporary example instead of like just ancient poetry. Um, One of the... I thought you were going to call Sword Art Online ancient. I mean, in, in anime standards, it kind of is, but um, right. just because of how much there is 2012 now. or whatever. <clears throat> I was 12 or 13, I forget. It's hard to believe that that's that's also when Fate Zero came out, which I, I love that one, but uh, I, I wasn't going to bring that up. I, was I gonna thought bring Fate up... Zero was like 2008 or something. Two, two, no, Fate Stay Night was 2006. Fate Zero was 2012. Yes. Fate, Fate Zero was Fate 2012. Stay Night has such a nicer animation style like un- oh, uh, think, oh no no not unlimited, unlimited blade, blade works. works is what unlimited, i'm thinking of yeah there's there's stain fate stay night then fate zero then they remade fate stay night and called it unlimited blade works gotcha because okay. the first yeah. one that, i've only watched in, the unlimited blade works. 2006 did so horribly people hated that uh i never watched it myself spared myself the uh the, the trouble but anyway what i'm gonna say is uh, uh, a contemporary example from anime would be the dragon ball super arc where goku gets the super take- duper arc yeah, yeah 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 or one of the arcs in, in dragon ball super which i haven't watched the show but I know of like one of the storylines which is some guy in like the he's in the, the celestial plane or whatever says all of you mortals are like you all suck so he just steals Goku's body murders his wife and family and then kills every single human being on earth and now then he time travels to the past and he wants to do it all over again and it's like wow so this guy is just an actual like omnicidal maniac and we have like the evidence of his evil deeds right in front of us and we know that like he's murdered like billions of people like that there you go that's like an element of tragedy he he doesn't succeed, obviously, but like in the in the alternate universe, you get to hear about how like horrible he was and all the tragedy that he's inflicted on people. And to me, that made him a more not like likable villain, but like a more um uh the word I'm looking for is not relatable. Yeah, you know, he felt more memorable, he intense. Felt, he felt more uh, real, I guess. So wait, as a villain, he had a, a sad backstory, or no, 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 he no. caused he, actual suffering. He caused actual suffering. Okay, but, but you have people. I, I missed a detail because I was looking at the release for Fate. Zero. Oh, okay. When, when did uh, it come out? I don't know. I was just randomly curious because it, it looks like an older style of animation, but <clears throat> well, okay, I guess it's not. I guess it was just cheaper animation. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't, uh, no, not, what? oh, yeah. No, the, anima- the anime was 2011 to 2012. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, I just, he's just like, that guy was, but from Dragon Ball was just my favorite villain just because he seemed much more real. He was, he seemed much scarier because he actually did something, you know? All these other villains like talk big and then they die and it's like, well, do you guys know Ruby from Rooster Teeth? R-W-B-Y? That, never watched Ruby. Okay, good. Uh, good. Uh, it, there are a number of problems with that show, but one of the big ones is the main characters are practically never in any danger. Oh. So no matter what the villains I do... I thought it was because they were all women. <clears throat> well, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the problem is that, like, they're never in danger, and it's... Well, not never, but, like... Like I said, there's a plethora of reasons. Yeah, there, you know, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just boring. Like, okay. Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, you almost had to have your villain succeeded. He, because if your villain... One of their goals. Yeah, the villain has, has to be proven to be a credible threat. Otherwise, like, who cares about this guy? So, for instance, for instance, I, I've been reading I, Kylo Ren. I, yeah, I, Sorry, I, I, I was just I gonna figured, say. I no, knew, no, no. I knew you were gonna bring up either Star Wars or uh, Legend Star of Korra. Trek. No, I was. I was just gonna say he loses every fight. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. I, we could debate Legend of Korra because, like, oh, I, I, for, don't, I, I don't think she's I, a Mary I, I, Sue. I for, no, no, I, I don't think she's, no, she's not a Mary Sue, but she's annoying. That's like, who cares? I don't. I don't. Okay, yeah, but I, that's I, completely I, I, subjective. I, I don't care if you can apply the the, the current term 
term for badly written character to her. She's annoying. She's that's not, all, yeah, all she's, I care about. She's not the, the, the like the reason she's why she's so abrasive. She's so abrasive. And for example, uh, what is it called? That she has I'm like the difficulty Avatar connecting. Now. You got it. To the deal with uh, it. spiritual world <laughs> is because in the previous and the previous iteration, Aang was like he basically the Avatar cycle. The next person in the cycle. Can I plug uh, in the Dona Wall inverse? Is the inverse? <laughs> I don't care about of the previous Avatar. <laughs> well, I've been on the I, call I'm talking not about sure anime why we're, for the past why we're 20 talking minutes. About. Uh, so. But Avatar is actually, I said for a long time that Avatar is not anime, but what I didn't know is that it was actually animated in South Korea. Oh, okay. And so it's, I was okay, it's not Japanese anime, right. but it's definitely Eastern, yes. far, far more Eastern than I thought it was. So I apologize to all the people that I've corrected right. but, saying that Avatar was not anime. But ab about your, your point. But only villain... as a half, half-hearted measure of an apology. Yeah, yeah. It, cause like, because uh, it's, I, it's like, I don't want it's, to. It's close enough. There, there's a Japanese flavor to things that the other uh, East Asian countries just can't really capture because they have their own flavor and that's fine. But your, your point about how villains have to be successful and at least one of their <laughs> like goals. rice with teriyaki sauce <laughs> on it. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, in in the, the poem I'm reading right now, which is Virgil's... You can have rice with teriyaki sauce. If you have meat, then it's acceptable. Uh, no! Uh, that's the only... <laughs> the whole point is that there was nothing else but the rice and teriyaki sauce in that discussion. You Like, that's like saying you can combine anything uh, as, long as, you, say, no, 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 no. as long as you... Include but I was totally eating rice with just teriyaki mentioned. sauce on it. But I didn't have to mention like, that. Sounds good. I didn't see the full rice, and it looks like there was chunks of something uh, in there. So it could you have just, been stir you just made a decision. Chunk, okay, fine. Whatever. Chunky yeah. ice no, no, cream. No, no. Exactly. Well, hang, hang on. So, so the, the point I'm trying to make is teriyaki rice in Virgil's Aeneid, which is a foundational Whoa. Like, myth. <laughs> I was not expecting the, oh, no. the teriyaki <laughs> rice to go to Virgil's Aeneid. But... <laughs> no, Caleb brought that up for no reason. No, no. In Virgil's Aeneid, one of the characters. Sabotage your guys' conversation. Yeah, no. That's all uh, I want to say. Well, okay, get rid of your dog and you don't have to. Now, now, yeah, go back. <laughs> mute, yeah, mute yourself. Thank you. So the point is, <laughs> uh, one of the, the main antagonists in the Aeneid. Hope Bart. At, at the very, <laughs> at the very <laughs> end of the, like, near like the, the second half of the poem, is this dude. At, at who a certain a, point, the, because there's no video, Caleb's just going to try to, like, bark. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Play it off as Hope. <laughs> that sounds like my dog. Don't do that. She might hear you because if she hears you barking, she'll try to imitate it, and honestly, then it's just a on, spiral. No, honestly, I think I want to do that, so you have to mute yourself more. <laughs> I'm a good friend. No, the point is, in, in the second half of Virgil's Aeneid, there's a guy who wants to marry the same girl that Virgil has to marry to, like, propagate the Roman race, and so to get allies, Virg, uh, the Virgil's main character goes to another guy who gives him, like, some, some soldiers, and his son says, but take care of my son, and Virgil's, and Virgil's character is like, yes, I will do that. Spoiler alert, he doesn't, that, the, that guy, that king's son dies, and, like, that's a really important component to explain why Virgil's uh, main character, whose name is Aeneas, uh, ends up killing this dude instead of sparing him. But like that's that's meant to convey that even though he's starting up this grand empire, he's going to end up killing people who are like begging for mercy. And so there's this element of almost tragedy to it. Tragedy of this guy's son died, and also you know this guy is on his knees saying like I'm sorry, please don't kill me. And even after being told like Hey, your lot in life is to, to rule people, to humble the proud, but also to spare the the humble um and like Aeneas like when it comes down to the wire he gets really mad and he doesn't do that so like it, well, basically I appreciate I want that, tragedy I want that, uh, yeah I, I really I I guess I'm just in a tragic mood I'm just in a mood to appreciate tragedy you know what my two favorite anime are right Attack on Titan Death Note oh. and Attack on Titan okay yeah that's so. fair yeah D Death Note was also a good one two two anime in which lots of people die <laughs> I heard the Netflix adaptation of Death Note was I great. saw a review of that it was very positive and glowing and, and I came away thinking that that movie was really good I loved it it was, it, it was paid for what was it, it was sarcasm so bad oh, okay <laughs> i heard uh, cowboy uh cowboy cowboy, Bebop uh, cowboy was boop even boop. better yes i agree yeah 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 actually i will say that was oddly enough there was yeah. there was a degree of self-aware like corniness to the first episode that i watched that was somewhat appealing like it was so cringeworthy you gave that show but a it was chance? like an, yeah it was Why? like this intentional cringe okay but it just you clock you, you in the closet not watch keep Wheel up of time for the rest of the show. I did We know you've been and, consuming me all the time. I will say, what's the girl's name? Faye? Yeah, Faye Valentine. She's so annoying. Like, she was horrible. Yeah. But yeah, gonna, it was, it was wait, basically no. Wait, is it Faye Valentine okay or Mae Valentine? until she arrived. One of them is, is Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm, I'm sounding awfully sexist in this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh, trashed no, oh, on no, the I'm fact sorry. that Ruby is a no, cast no, of women. That's why my dog's gotten angry. My, 
My Valentine. Her she's the her only girl in the room. Her name was My Valentine. Never mind. That that's Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did I think it was May Valentine? She was also the annoying character. I did watch a. Speaking of like classical antiquity and classic literature, I did want to mention I watched the 1960s Spartacus film, and it was actually very entertaining because it's kind of the start of the sword and sandal film type of you know what genre. What what film? It's the original Spartacus film from 1960. Oh, okay. It was actually it was pretty enjoyable. Not the one with Kurt Russell then. No, and not the one and not the one with Cory Booker. Never mind. I'm the only one who gets it. No, I get it. Okay, okay. No, I got it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it just took me a minute. Okay, it took okay. me a minute. Um, but basically, uh, we'll, we'll show Brian later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was. Like, I'm afraid. It was. No, it's it hilarious. took its time. Like it, it was great. Like as far as tragic elements, is the uh, what it's called. Spartacus's like crusade is doomed from the beginning of the film because obviously right. in reality he was. Uh, and, and there's an element of it where it's like you're getting super excited for him the whole time, but you know inevitably he's going to be caught and all his men defeated. Um, but what's interesting is actually like the the slave rebellion was uh, mildly successful um where they actually took out like a roman legion so rome sent out a garrison to attack them so they did have like a battle scene where they succeeded what's there like, between a garrison and a legion well it was like so i basically, don't think they had garrisons they were like cohorts and battalions yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it was like basically it was localized to rome it was a group of soldiers like so it wasn't an actual legion that was deployed that's normally. just me being a smart alex I'm, and no, i'm not even sure if i'm technically correct I, I'm, yeah i couldn't tell I'm not you a military historian I, if i so. recall correctly a legion is six thousand soldiers and a cohort is anywhere from like 80 to 300 or something. Let me go like look at my uh, Rome, Total War, Rome Total War number. guide, unit guide. Yeah. And let me I think a you. cohort is like your basic military unit. Like you're, you're just the smallest group of soldiers that you have. Um, a legion actually ended up uh, destroying them eventually because like they actually sent a legion to get them. But also what was interesting about the film is they focused on kind of the like politicking in Rome and basically how people use the uh, situation to their advantage um, uh, because there was a uh, senator at the time who was like really behind the the people of Rome, the rabble, and he kind of was uh, somebody who influenced Julius Caesar and then it's basically showed the difference between the patricians and then like the lower class. Um, it was just like a very well-made film. The only thing that was dumb about it, which I hate to say this, was kind of like Spartacus had a love interest and I thought they focused way too much on his love interest. Um, you're and it telling was like... me that the girl was... You're so <laughs> sexist, Caleb. I can't believe you. <laughs> well, it wasn't even the actress. It was just like that component of the story was the least compelling because every time it went back to Rome or it went back to what the generals were saying about Spartacus or what his actual plans were, it was interesting. But every time it focused on basically like, oh, I'm happy, I'm Spartacus, this is what I'm going to do if we succeed. It's like, no. like Wait, that, um, this sounds, this sounds an awful... You're a dead man, Spartacus. This sounds an awful lot like uh, that Hollywood adaptation of the Iliad, uh, that movie Troy from like 2004 with Brad Pitt as Achilles. Oh, oh. And like, they have to give him a girlfriend and like, mm. who cares about this girl? And like, he... It's like, there's some weird romance going on with it. It's like... Well, th but here's this the compelling part. not about Achilles his, and like his girlfriend it's about a war people die like if they Here just adapted the, that it would have been so much better the girl though what was interesting <laughs> is originally um what is it called um the general was going to purchase like the, the main bad guy i forgot his name um he was gonna purchase this slave girl who spartacus was in love with um and then the rebellion started and she escaped and met back up with spartacus but at the end of the film when like spartacus is uh has been captured um and all the different people are being crucified along the road like all the people who said they were Spartacus um the uh the general that took out Spartacus and his army like has her as like a household slave and he's like wants to like fall in love with her willingly or have her fall in love with him and she's like I'm not gonna do it and it's literally because since he can't get to Spartacus and control him he wants to control basically like the person who is interested in him so there's like a really interesting psychological angle where he's just like he wants to win so bad against this slave that even when Spartacus basically gets taken out and crucified he still wins which like because one of the final lines whenever Julius Caesar's walking uh, back into Rome with a general is um, for a moment I was more afraid of uh, Spartacus than you and this is after Spartacus has been like mm. crucified but it's just because like he wouldn't capitulate and he wouldn't like uh, what it's called like he still resisted even in the end so I thought it was really compelling because a lot of times like with the film it's like oh in the end the guy wins and the day is saved and it's like that's so overdone but it was cool because it's kind of like a tragedy in the sense of um, he loses his whole army dies his uh, what it's called he has a son through uh, basically his wife and they escape but um, he lost yet he won like in the mind uh, with with the mental mental warfare so it was just like very interesting it's a long movie though <laughs> like old films and so that's the one thing when i've gone back and watched like classic films from the 60s they take their time but i kind of like it because i like looking at the set design and how everything's constructed and everything so uh speaking of movies um olivia and i we just finished wandavision mm -hmm. and that was then a no, that was well a TV show. it was a tv uh, show uh 
up. But instead of like starting the next TV show, we decided, you know what? Well, Olivia was offering her opinion, uh, and she said, "That makes it sound as if I decided." No, um, so what we were we were considering whether to watch the next show or like start something else, and so we were just looking at the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus, and uh, she said that you know instead of starting the next show, she hasn't seen most of the MCU, and so she's like, "I'd almost rather go back and watch it from the start." And so we watched Iron Man recently. Oh, and, so good! It's a phenomenal. Yeah, she's movie. like, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Uh, the first I said, Iron Man You know, so that's good. the thing about good movies is that they're <laughs> enjoyable. Um, I really yeah. hadn't watched... Oh, 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 go ahead. But but there's a fascinating thing about what, going from watching WandaVision to Iron Man. Okay. So, spoilers for WandaVision, I Andrew guess. doesn't care. I've watched it, so you're good. Yeah. Well, and for listeners, we're not the only ones here, Caleb. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. What, when did... When was But I'm pretty released? sure Brendan, our one listener... More recently, I think the last year. ...has watched it already. Actually, I'm not sure. It was my last semester. I, I think of, he watches way more stuff than I do. It was my last semester, uh, and of college, so he, he's able to keep up more with it. So the interesting thing about it is just the 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 through lines of the MCU of what is consistent. You know, 15 years later with Wandavision, like the references all the way back to the first MCU movie. Hmm. And so Vision is one of the primary characters. So Paul Bettany, and he makes a line right at the end of the show when when he has to not exist anymore, um, where he says like I have been a voice without a body a non-human organism and then a like a physical like a, a mental thing made real or a memory made real and so that voice without a body is Jarvis oh. who is um you know Tony Stark's house <laughs> house AI home assistant you know right Alexa basically it's weird because speaking of Marvel oh go ahead there, there is a second one okay. so uh when when Wanda is going through her uh like dealing with her past like the trauma of her past that has led her to her her present day situation of you know creating this television the very first one is her her parents die in a a, a bombing in Sokovia you know and the weapons used were Stark industry mm. missiles which and there's this similar shot where a, a bomb lands but it doesn't go off and you can see the Stark Industries logo on the bomb mm. which happens in like the first 10 minutes or whatever of of the Iron Man movie when Tony Stark realizes that his company is dealing under the table so it was just cool how even even so long after this movie is made, there's still kind of references back to it and connections to it. The the very beginning of it all. This kind of greatest achievement in cinematic history, basically. At least, yeah, financially, you, you could definitely say that. Well, the MCU, the, the interconnected movies, nobody's mm -hmm. ever done this before. Like, they've made trilogies, and mm -hmm. I guess Godzilla is kind of an interconnected movie series. No. But they're, they're so standalone. But nothing with this kind of interweaving. Inter storylines and yes. connections yeah yeah i uh I was the tv say. shows have been the the closest you've you've gotten with something like this and like crossover episodes mm -hmm. star trek star trek is close yeah like the originals so i would say star trek is the closest yeah probably well and the multiple tv shows like deep space nine and and next generation well yeah because they ran at the same time right yeah and they had crossover so um yeah i honestly um there was uh there, even like some of the marvel films that i didn't like as much like when i went back and watched them i was actually like surprised at how much I enjoyed them. Like like Thor: The Dark World. No, it's <laughs> Age of Ultron though. Um, it was like Josh Whedon's last outing as a director in the MCU. Josh. Josh. You call him Josh. No, Josh. Josh. Josh, Josh Whedon. Josh. Sorry. Josh Whedon. Um, yeah. Before all the I, I don't think he's respectable out. enough anymore to pronounce his name properly. Josh so Sweden. I, I won't even bother. We'll call him Josh Sweden. Literally everybody Josh, like Josh on, Sweden on my YouTube suggestions. There's videos Sean that Connery? keep coming up, and it's like what? former Buffy star talks about director's terrible yeah. terrible time and it's like consistently like all the people who worked on yeah. that project you know pretty and then, unfortunate well and I don't know if like members of uh, the, ca the cast of uh, Firefly have said anything but I do know that I mean everything I've heard about working on Firefly is, is that people loved the show mm -hmm. and so it could be one of those things where Joss Whedon early in his career was kind of a jerk and you know shaped up a bit mm. I don't think you get the same complaints from when he was working on the Avengers or others of his more high profile, but I could be wrong. Except for Justice League, when he came in and was told to fix it, when Zack Snyder is like, basically oh, are was there a, a are there out. kind of reports of him oh, being yeah, a jerk there for too? Sure, yeah, and that's more recent though. Which that well, movie? I mean, that's fair, right? Imagine being called in to fix someone else's. Well, maybe not messes, or maybe that's the wrong word. <laughs> it's like but imagine like being Peter Jackson in. coming in to take over the Hobbit. Yeah, I mean, like or, or like uh, a, or 
like doesn't Abrams want being to do called it. in to, to fix Star him. Wars. Like, if, if he's a little short with people, because he's like, guys, what did you do? It's like, eh, I, I'm a little bit more um, sympathetic to him, even if I disagree with the overall direction. If he's just given something, even like, even he can make something coherent You out see, of. that's that's the crazy thing, because I would say that the direct inverse of, like, the success of Marvel has been Star Wars, so, like, the newer Star Wars films. They're just not, like, there was no planning whatsoever, and we probably talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, if. just the, the amount of blank, like, like, literally, when you if watch... If Star Wars had a Kevin Feige, that would be great. And Dave Filoni and John Favreau are the closest that it's got. Yeah, but I just, it's just weird. I don't know if they'll be able to, like, write the ship, you know, 100%, because Book of Boba Fett was kind of a not... I actually haven't seen Book of Boba Fett, I heard Boba that Fett like and I don't even care. Oh, oh, that, I did that see... show was, was just the was Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah, 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 it was. And it was just, like, the other thing, too, is I've noticed whenever people come in to universes that maybe have been messed up and they try to fix it, the way you do that is by expanding lore, not by basically just getting, like, nuggets of, like, oh, you guys remember this? And that's the right. direction I keep seeing them go. You, you don't go like, the uh, Fantastic Beasts and where to find them route. Oh, I've heard where that it's just the new ones. Call back to call back to call back. Hmm. You know, just references to things in the book. So, like, Nagini is a person oh, who, yes. like, Nagini the snake used yes. to be a person. Right, right. Here she is in the flesh. Yeah, you know? like, like, um, in The Mandalorian, like, I, like, the first season was very unique, and I think the second season was, like, pulling from the expanded universe, which is okay, but they kind of did it without explaining much, and it kind of was, like, more about, like, a launch ad for other shows. At yeah. least that's what I felt. And, like, so it lost a little bit of its own flavor, but then, like, the Book of Boba Fett just felt like they were like, do you remember this? It was like a, bi it was like a Star Wars encyclo encyclopedia, you know? See, like, I, I never watched the Book of Boba Fett, but I did see this terrible, terrible, uh, I want to say it, Mas but it was like the motorcycle, yeah. Oh, that was not the a motorcycle, worst. but the, the hover, the speeder chase, and I just saw a picture of the speeders, and they look like they're from the 1960s. Yeah. 1950s, like the weird, um, like highly saturated paints that are super metallic-y and reflective. So yeah. bizarre. Yeah, like, they basically never seen introduced anything this, like that this crew uh, in Star Wars, except in one of the prequels on like Coruscant. You see, something. and that makes sense. Like in, in universe, that makes sense because you would have people who have like metallic vehicles that look weird on Coruscant, but you right. wouldn't have that in the middle of but the desert on Tatooine. You know, Mos yeah. Eisley is supposed to be, or yeah, Tatooine in general is, you know, place of junk. They did some cool stuff as far as like Boba Fett and being dirt. becoming part of a uh, and sand tribe. that gets everywhere. <laughs> they they uh they did a cool a cool aspect of him becoming like part of a tribe of Tuscans and basically learning their customs and stuff, which I thought was awesome. Mm. But then after they did that, they pretty much didn't focus on character development at all, and then just turned it into the Mandalorian, and it was just like disappointing because it was like it's like you guys ran out of things to make happen. Um, well, and did I I think I heard that aren't the two most interesting episodes from it don't involve yes Boba yeah. Fett at all they're like about Grogu and Luke yeah I guess I guess why I'm disappointed with Star Wars like modern Star Wars even like the Mandalorian stuff is it just seems more shallow like in the sense of like there's I mean there's a difference between like minimal min minimalistic storytelling and then not telling a story and kind of just like oh this guy got new gear we're just telling oh, a bad new story planet. it's like it's because it's all derivative that's just as bad all, all of the important stories in Star Wars have been told already yeah I would agree make something new well but really in a sense though all stories are the same with you know just fashioned after the hero's journey generally speaking true how about this so it'd be kind of the ip of nice star wars just have... has been sullied to the point where people don't trust it anymore as oh this has the star wars name on it i know it's good right same right. thing with star trek unfortunately sure i hate to say that make but new stuff been, yeah. make Detroit. new stuff that's the only well, and picard was probably the most interesting potential but and then they completely it wasn't even that it. great was it well this, i never I saw watch the second season but i watched enough reviews to understand like i was like because what was really frustrating about it is the director from the 12 monkeys tv show came in um as showrunner oh. which he's like the 12 monkeys tv show is like one of the best sci-fi shows i've ever seen um they didn't have a big budget they uh basically only had four seasons but like <laughs> it, it was like just like oh they didn't have um, a big budget they only had four seasons which back in the day four seasons would be a lot yeah yeah um you know avatar one of the best shows ever only had three firefly didn't even have one I, I would say 12 monkeys is probably one of the top tier i suppose you're shows comparing it to star years. trek though which has well yeah a lot yeah like seven <laughs> show but um he came in as a showrunner right and so you expect him to completely change everything make it better but then basically the studio restricted all the decisions and so it was still slop because it was kind of like yeah. executives were making yeah. decisions and you gotta not you good. gotta make it appeal to this demographic story by committee is terrible anyway right even if you don't have like basically what ideas is? thrown in store a uh, story told by committee because there's right. no creative license to do what you 
you want. So that's why I think, unfortunately, like Andrew was saying, a lot of the stories that are going to be interesting moving forward, like just in general, regardless of genre, are going to be ones that individuals outside of the ecosystem create that catch fire and go big. Um, because well, and that's almost why books no. in general are just better than movies. Mm -hmm. It's because you don't have as much money involved in their production and you don't have as many voices thrown into the into the mix for what gets published. I mean, yep. you have, you know, the publisher who determines whether to publish your book. But if you're an established individual in the field, like, you know, Stephen King can write whatever he wants mm -hmm. and someone will publish it because he's like the mo most successful author of all time or something like that. I mean, in, in mo modern publishing. Yeah, I, I, it's just it's interesting, though, because I, I've tried to peel back from critique a lot because I've realized that it's very difficult to actually create art. So that's one of the things I see. There's a lot of individuals who will go for basically an IP and judging it. Um, and maybe the IP is trash, but it's like, but what are they doing to basically create a better environment, more conducive to good stories? And I think that that's, that's something that needs change. That's something that uh, Corridor Crew ha with their VFX Artists React series has really opened my eyes to is just the number of kind of bureaucratic problems that result in things being bad and just understanding, oh, no, they didn't, you know, they, they aren't bad at doing this. You know, most of the time they just weren't given enough time. It's like they're still experts in their field and good at doing it and they could make it look so good, but the executive, you know, didn't want to give them sufficient amount of money to actually get the job done and do it right. And that's why you have trash movies. So I guess this is a well, weird... Well, I mean, from a VFX perspective. This is a weird question to ask, but like, um, how do you guys kind of find a creative outlet for basically um, doing projects that you enjoy, whether it be like writing a story, creating something? I mean, um, what's kind of your guys' go-to? Well, this is currently my creative outlet of... I, I take creative in a literal sense in that I, I feel more fulfilled when I am actually producing something, making something that did not previously exist. Like and children? And so us recording this... <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Got it. Um. Woo! Sorry, I didn't mean to derail. Uh, I, yes, I did, but keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the sense of creating, like, th this is a way that I'm contributing to, let's say, reality. I don't want to say, like, the world, because mm -hmm. that makes it sound as if it's more like a, a material thing. It's like, now now this is, like, discoverable by other people, and mm -hmm. people could potentially find it helpful or... Or fun. Or entertaining, yeah. This sounds weird. I was going to... I just want to jump in real quick, but I was going to say, I watched some of our podcast and i'm not trying to reference them right now to be like people should go back and watch them but i was very i was very proud of like what we did like in the sense of i just had fun listening to it we did some fun stuff yeah yeah and uh, we, I, I know we got fun times ahead too but it's just it's like one of those things that's nice no, those, some... those are all behind us sorry caleb <laughs> we peaked who's... it's all downhill from here so, yeah <laughs> third, well third seasons are notoriously and third films are notoriously not great so well i guess no that's second films second films are second usually everyone the loves a trilogy sometimes so get world war three started already come on russia let's do yeah. it yeah hey oh but i thought you didn't want to talk about russia <laughs> i mean I, I don't want to talk about russia but i do love war so <laughs> it, felt, it felt good coming like knowing we could go back to it and see what we did and enjoy right you know enjoy that now i know? do have other things that i like to do my my creativity spans a lot of different fields do you write still is that something um, you do i i will write down my ideas when my story ideas come to me but i am anticipating my novel series to be kind of like oh this is going to sound really arrogant um, no? kind of like okay. uh, Tolkien's Lord of the Rings okay. um, and by that I mean he wrote you know, he, okay I suppose that's where he and I differ he wrote a lot like all the time um, but my the main point I'm going for is that he didn't actually publish anything incredibly successful until he was like in his 50s you know working on it uh, after World War II and it took him 10 years to write at least well, yeah, even though also, he built he, a lot of the world yeah because uh, and so didn't he like spent 10 I'm, years just making the language well yeah yeah it's it's that kind of stuff it's that he he had kind of construct well it, it was a linguistic endeavor is what he says and so he he started with the language and then he started creating a world to, that the language fit in and then stories and a history for the those that that world you know a history for the world because that's kind of how languages work is that the, it's not just a thing that exists it, it actually interacts with the world in that it changes due to events around it. Uh, for instance, with English, a very, like, over 50% of our vocabulary is a combination of French and Latin vocabulary words, even though English is a Germanic language. Yeah. And that is predominantly due to the Norman invasion of uh, England. England. And it's like, 
without that history, you know, their their you know English wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. But once you understand that, it's like, oh, it makes perfect sense why our basic sentence structure is Germanic and Old English vocabulary. But as as you get more uh, kind of don't want to say educated with your vocabulary, but you're more Advanced. I guess esoteric. Um, so like boy, girl, father, mother. Yes. Those are English words, Old English. They've been in the English language forever. They weren't going to be replaced by French words. Um, but uh, as you get to, because there's like uh, concentrics. Are they called concentric circles when you have circles within a circle? Yeah. Okay, so there, there's like concentric circles of usage and commonality in a language. And so the base words of English at the very center, the most used words are English, old English words. But as you get to rarer and rarer words that aren't used quite as frequently, they become more French because they're not as solidly ingrained in the culture and the language. Yeah, I think also part of it would be... So yeah, that's what, that's what Tolkien did with, with Elvish, Sindarin and all the various Quenya. Elvish and, and dialects. I just, I just want to tie this back real quickly. I was going to say, so like as far as your world building or the literature that you're going to be So yeah, making... my world building, it's, it's it, well, I mean, it's not just world building, but I have stories and I have a setting for it, uh, but it, it is largely going to be kind of meaning based. I don't want it to be like allegorical and, you know, punch you in the face with, you know, my personal values, but they're going to, I want it to interact with kind of the like philosophy basically it'd it be very similar to Tolkien's Lord of the Rings in that it's kind of a, a lifelong work and written later in life and I'm not counting on it being super famous but it's like this this will embody you know it will embody my values but they will be values that interact with other values you know like a good story does honestly that it'd be I'll say it'd be my contribution to the great conversation in the same way that the the, the Iliad and the Odyssey kind of start it, I guess, you know, where, and, and, you know, Paradise Lost and Atlas Shrugged and how they, they're philosophical works as well as fiction, um, fictional narratives. When you say, so wait, what are you referring to specifically? You mean you want your story to add to the conversation in the same way that these classics have? It would be my contribution to the conversation. Okay. What, what? That, I, that Mortimer Adler talks about. Yeah. Can you explain more about this conversation? I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Um, so Mortimer Adler suggests this idea. Uh, it's been a while since I've read his, uh, he's got a book, How to Read a Book. It's kind of a cheeky title, but um, it, it basically tells you how to get everything you can out of a book so that primarily you understand what the author is trying to tell you. Um, what is the point that he's making? And I guess in the appendices of How to Read a Book, he talks about some other projects that, some other pet projects of his, because um, he is a big supporter of, or was, he's dead now, um, but he, one of his big projects was the Great Books Collection, published by uh, Britannica? Mm. Encyclopedia I think. Britannica? Are those guys? But like, like the, the public, same publishing group, I think. Okay. I, I'm not sure. So, so um, Adler wants to create and this so collection these, of, of what these, these books are called the Great Books of the Western World, and he describes them as, you know, throughout all of history, that they're the foundation of Western civilization, is the idea. They, they have all of the foundational principles for what makes Western society, Western society. So it starts with, you know, the Iliad and the Odyssey and works up through, um, I'm trying to think of other foundational works that are, well, yeah, I, I was going to say that, but I felt that that was too similar to the Iliad and the like Odyssey. Beowulf or like the, the, all, Beowulf, the Arthurian um, I, I think you cover like uh, some other, like Aristotle, Plato. Mm, yeah, that's fair. Uh, those are some big ones. Um, you cover, uh, I don't know if you read Beowulf and uh, you probably read Augustine, Augustine is how most people pronounce it, I think. What did he write? You know, confessions. Oh. And, uh, what's another one? I think you might read, like, Isaac Newton. Really? And, like, I suppose some of the political individuals. What about, like, Dante, you know, the some, Divine Comedy by Dante? Potentially. I think I think that'd be a big one. Uh, maybe some Samuel Johnson or Adam Smith or... John Stuart Mill. Um, what are, um, I, I actually don't know. Whoever uh, wrote Paradise Lost. I don't remember who wrote uh, that. De Tocqueville. Who wrote Paradise But I actually don't know the list off the top of my head. It's like a list of, I want to say, like, 500 books. I suppose I could look it up, but I didn't want to take that time. John Milton. John Milton's Paradise Law. Yes, yes. Milton, Huxley. Oh, like Algeus Huxley? Yeah. Brave New World? I believe so. Because they're they're contributing to the conversation. I, I guess, it doesn't I guess necessarily question, mean that they're right, but... I, I guess I, I guess my, my I, next... I'm question. actually not sure. I, I should look it up. Well, I'm going to look it my up. My next question is, what's like the tenor of this conversation, and, and how do you hope to contribute to it? How do you contribute to it? H how do you want to contribute to it? Um. Well, it's, you know, you contribute to it, I would say. Like, I wouldn't say they necessarily have to be completely new ID 
ideas. Um, Could it just be like a course correction? Because fit for like the time. Yeah, it, it's it's basically my my opinions about the world. Mm. So you know, and how the world works, and the way the world should be. You know, it's very very epic in nature, like epic in the the sense of scale, scope, scope, scale. Instead of telling, instead of focusing solely, if if it is a story about an individual, it, it's like a representative story mm. of the ideal individual or something. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that I would write, oh, Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologica. Yes. The, yeah, I remember, I just looked at uh, Divine Comedies there, Chaucer, oh, Machiavelli. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense. Thomas Hobbes. Yes, this is... Shakespeare, of course. Right, right. Okay, okay. Uh, Cervantes. Oh, what is Cervantes, right? Or is it Cervantes? I thought it was Cervantes. I think he's like Spanish or, yeah, or like, Italian or Portuguese. I was thinking, yeah, I think it's... What did he write? Uh, Don Quixote. Oh, that was him? Okay. The, the History of Don Quixote de la Mancha. Who wrote, um, who wrote uh, The Count of Monte Cristo? Uh, that, oh, I'm blanking on it. Dumas. Oh, that was Dumas? Alexander Dumas. Really? Dumas, yeah. He should be on here somewhere. He'd be after Shakespeare, wouldn't he? Rousseau, Smith, yeah, Adam Smith, Edward Gibbon, Emmanuel Kant, Alexander Hamilton's, well, and, and James Madison, John Jay's The Federalist. So you'd read uh, the, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. What I kind of think of whenever you're going over this, like the visual that pops into my mind is that you have a tree with like a, a, a stem going up and it's like yeah. the core documents and then you see branches going out and going out and going and out. So it's like, you know, you would be one of the branches on the tree that basically yeah, is. Yeah, it's, well, I guess, I guess the, the great books of the Western world are the books that have contributed, like they've had a large impact, like cultural impact on Western civilization. You know, obviously the Declaration of Independence would be included in that, you know. Uh, and so this would be my, my response. I, the idea is that you read all of these books, you gain an understanding, you understand what they're saying, and then you offer your response. It's like, what do you think about these ideas that they have put forth? You know, and that is your contribution. And if, if you're a great writer and have some amazing ideas, maybe you will become like what you write will become a great book of the Western world, or it will just be a, another reaction to the pile. Really anything, I would say anything you write is kind of a contribution to the, to the conversation just because you're living in the Western world, you know? And so the ideas that you're putting forth are all real reactions to the life you live every day, which are in a large part a result of, you know, these ideas that, that have been put forth in these books. So even if you don't necessarily read them, you can con contribute to the conversation. You might not be saying anything new because it may have already been said. Right. And that's, that's the value in, in reading it ahead of time. Or um, another way of looking at it is that what you write is a reflection of the time period you're living in. Yeah. So yeah, okay. maybe you're not presenting anything new, but what you're saying reflects upon your your current living situation and where the world is at, which of course is is rather cyclical in in the way it works to some degree. The world's at a very interesting place right now. So yeah, yeah, that's shame. yeah. We haven't even talked about the the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial. Yeah, either. The in the bed. Yeah, I remember. That I, remember was, I remember reading about that like two a year or two ago or something. Whenever that like whenever that, that first broke. I, I, and I, I, I was like I, have I was to like admit. hang on a second. Why is no one talking about this? And now it's coming out, and I'm like, am, am, is, is reality gaslighting me? Didn't I? Didn't I already I, know? I've about been this? following the trial way too closely. I, I mean, I haven't. It's just, I've wait, not because I've. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it, it's kind I've of just a, seen a couple of videos that are rather humorous about like Amber Heard's lawyers how they're objecting to their own questions. Yeah, that was that was yeah. a bit like, oh, is that what's happening? Yeah, all right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's just entertaining. I mean, it, I know it's lowbrow and it's not very productive, but it's just occasionally I'll go to YouTube and search for what's come out that day. Yeah. What has she done this time? More like, what, <laughs> how has she baked her testimony today? Um, right. Yeah. But um. But yeah, my, my creativity, it my my literary contribution to the mm -hmm. world that that's kind of what I intend it to be is. So how do you how do you like keep instead track of, of like instead your... of writing prolifically a whole bunch of works, I want to I just want to write write one great one. Mm. Of course, in, in my in my mind, it's a, a a five book series. How how do you keep track of your notes? Do you like have a document you go to, or do you just keep I them I have everywhere? a notebook, a physical notebook that I write them okay. down in. Um, and do you carry that with you, or like, if I do don't just... no, if I don't have it with me, I will put a note on my phone. Mm. Yep. Um, and I just write down what what comes to me. I've uh, I've been noticing if I get an interesting philosophical point, or oh this would make a good moment in a story. I, I feel the same way, but also especially with the the idea of taking physical notes, I have been for like years. I would wait if I had if I had a good idea, but I was like, oh I'm not at my I'm not at my computer or whatever, or if I didn't have my phone or something. Uh, I, I, what I would do is I just like try and keep it in my. <laughs> it's I like try I was to keep a 
right my mind. coming in from your left. I try, I try, yeah, I try <laughs> to keep it in my mind, <laughs> and like it just wouldn't work. I'd forget about it by the time I got home. So what I did was I just started like carrying sticky notes with me, and I just write stuff down. I just write down like, all right. So then like then mm. sometimes when I get back home and I, I pull it out of my pocket, I'm like, I was a stupid idea. What was I thinking? I just chuck it. But sometimes it's like, no, you know, that, like that is a good idea. I'm glad I I'm glad I wrote this down. I wonder how many ideas like I mean, how many decent ideas I've just like forgotten. I I, I felt that very keenly in the past couple of weeks when I get like ideas and because I'm busy at the moment I, I don't write it down and then I finally do or then then I finally have get like a time to write it down and I've forgotten and it's like ah it, it is right it is weird because like I've been keeping logs of just generally my thoughts and like like what is it called like in general of like why I think about certain things and it's actually been very surprising like if you're talking nice <laughs> if you're if you're talking about Andrew's, basically Andrew's picking his nose with his just don't pick mine prosthetic he's hand. double yeah yeah his, it, he on a, he took it off and he's now picking it yeah i was gonna say like that's i guess i haven't been like writing down or creating an external story but for me i think i've just been kind of like trying to dig into my own psyche and the well, reason why yeah. and I it, believe it's kind of like the way that. that i do yeah it's kind of like that in that the the ideas i get they are more philosophical where it's like oh this would be like this is an interesting value like or i discover something about myself where it's like oh you know i hadn't really thought about it before but this turns out this is like a really important idea to me you know and so that that is an idea I would write down and it's like okay I'm gonna have a character who kind of represents this idea or I will I will fashion a scenario that displays this principle it's 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 weird because though. because the principle itself is impactful the the difficulty for me is definitely going to be making the parts in between interesting mm -hmm. where it, like I would love it if it was just one impactful thing to the next impactful thing um it's just I don't know if I have uh the writing chops. Well, and that that's why I expect to write it later in life is that I'm young and I need more experience with life and to develop more ideas it's like I'm not expecting to write something incredibly impactful at a young age it's like once I have you know life stories I can use those to my advantage and uh, you know potentially make something influential or, or make make something meaningful not so much influential hopefully influential like I would hope for it to be influential well, yeah. because it's meaningful right. that's what I mean hmm. not necessarily famous it's just interesting because it's like you're also kind of doing some self-discovery throughout the whole entire process right. because you're understanding or you're determining like oh this is something i really value this is something i really care about you know what i mean whenever you write down something that was impactful so it's got a dual purpose um but yeah i've got other like creative hobbies as well like the pixel art general drawing i'd love to make a video game which is what andrew that, that's one of your right. those, those three things so, also i share creative yeah 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 creative outlets are currently this is the only one i i participate in mm. at the moment mm -hmm. I don't have much time for all of them at once. I, I admit, there's there's some other things I want to get control over in my life, or at least I want to like nutrition, like Andrew's severe drug problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean mm -hmm. nutrition, like the, the drug of sugar, the nutrition and like physical training. I want to get that. I want to get that to a point where I'm not, um, where it's like autopilot, so that I I, mm -hmm. I know I'll be on a path of getting good results to where I'm feeling better about just just like just just feeling better in general. Uh, so then like I can devote more of my system one it's just you guys heard of system one and system two thinking like conscious and non-conscious one is autopilot the other is manual i want to devote more of my manual thinking to stuff like creative outlets rather than spending like a, a good chunk of it on like okay do these exercises at this point in time i, I saw so I, right now i'm trying to get that taken care of and then uh I, I can kind of hand i can kind of hand off all of my cognitive load to the more creative stuff if that makes sense i feel yeah. like there was a, a book on habits that i read atomic about atomic habit james Clear. Yeah. I haven't read that, so it wasn't. You should it. read that. It's a good book. I, I I bought it for Olivia for either Christmas. I think it was for Christmas. Oh, speak, speaking of Christmas, have you guys finally gone through all that candy that I gave you? Like, I think we ended up throwing out the gummy controllers, and the, I will admit there was one the the multi box of flavored chocolates. Mm -hmm. Not multi box. The the box of many flavored chocolates. Was it not good? They were terrible. Were they? <laughs> I'm so sorry. They're like um, I was thinking of was, the chocolates that you got. No, it's for, fine. Like, me I, and I only tell you this. This is probably a bad thing, reflection on my character, perhaps. Um, I don't care. But it's like... Write it down in your book. Right, right. I, like, I'm telling you because I don't think you'd yeah, care. Yeah. Like, you're kind of like, eh. um, you gave us a ton of presents, so I figured you wouldn't feel bad about the... If one was no The good. one box yeah. of chocolates. Huh. It was just... It was it was this weird... It was like just sugar, mm. but not even like tasty sugar. <laughs> and I, I don't understand uh -huh. what was going on. It could have been that, like, we just had them sitting in a cupboard for too long or something. I don't know. I, I, I did want to bring up... Uh, just like it was so fake th this season 
something I would like to revisit, and it's something I wanted to bring up so the, the audience can hear. I would like to do a, another conspiracy theory um, special at some point. All right, fine. Um, I really enjoyed... You, hey, you had Mothman, who was like the highlight really of that episode. really enjoyed reading so, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I did. I very much enjoyed reading Wikipedia, and I think I almost convinced Andrew of the Aurora UFO incident. No, um, you were nowhere close. Okay, okay. No, no, no. no. Brian no, 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 no. was right. more in the middle. No, 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 Brian no. was more in the middle. You, you, and so, you actually had something, and then you never delivered on it. You were like, oh, I've got, I've got something you can read. And I was like, all right, fine, we'll read it. And then we got to the end oh. of the episode, and you were like, oh, I guess we're out of time. And then you never brought it back up again. Yeah, he was no, like, we'll save it for we can next revisit time or something. About the first UFO abduction story. Whatever. That was very interesting. Uh, Andrew, there's got to be some conspiracy that you believe in. Oh, wait, Flat Earth. We already know that. I, w so, I was going to say something else, but I'm glad you, you sub sub submitted that instead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad I did too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably, it's, it's probably not the one you were thinking of, but all right. Um, Sasquatch is Epstein. real. You know. The uh, 2020 election was stolen. I was, no, I, I meant uh, Epstein. We, we just got banned from all platforms. <laughs> Epstein. No, but I, I, I want to do more than UFOs. I think if there's like another one that's like, uh, what is it called? The Titanic. That that one, that we, we saw that one sink, that conspiracy. But I'm uh, sure Yeah, the some. Titanic 2.0 or whatever. Yeah, as soon as they remember. got to the other ship, it was over. But anyway, I do want to mention to our viewers that at some point, I'm going to push both of these individuals to do conspiracy theories Into part a two. conspiracy. We're already a part of one. So that, that's just a little tease for the season. And like kind of to end, what do you guys look forward to for um, this next season? What, what, do you, what are some ideas you have or things you look forward to uh, talking about? Well, I hope it's meaningful or helpful or entertaining, as I stated earlier in the podcast about why I create stuff <laughs> and put it out into the universe. I hope this is a decent time waster and that when you listen to it, it helps you get through the day. Although I will say that I hope that I learn more about how to manage audio levels better and uh, grow in audio engineering experience so that it could maybe potentially like... <laughs> Sorry, that was my tricorder. That, yeah, yeah, that was a, certainly an audio experience. Caleb's hoping to be abducted by the USS Enterprise. Enterprise yeah, they're gonna, <laughs> the they're gonna go around three. the sun. They're gonna go take a loop around the sun and go back in time. Hoping Scotty beams and, him up. Uh, they're in the future. Oh, oh, oh! You're hoping that they'll come back to this time. Yeah, this time. Not and instead of stealing whales, they'll steal you. Yes, that that, that makes sense. Yeah, yep, yep. they so, stole whales. Uh, yes, yeah, because the, no, no whales no left, way, so the aliens movie. came to communicate with. I I don't. I don't want to know. Just we'll we'll save it for later. Yeah. It turns out the whales are, are super intelligent and communicated with aliens. Yep. I think is what yep. it was. That was phenomenal. Basically, <laughs> an alien tube was going to destroy Earth trying to communicate with the whales, and they weren't there. So, yeah. all right. So Andrew's uh, screwing back on his hand, and it, this has been awesome, guys. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking I, forward I to more. Caleb has to go. <laughs> to more episodes. Yeah, I should head out also. Yeah. It's been a what hour and a half. Yeah, about that. Oh yeah. Cool. Fun right. times. It's good to see you guys again. Yeah. Good too. I guess we don't hear from our listeners. I guess I hear from our listeners. I didn't join listener. us next <laughs> time to see what's up in Brian's attic. Oh man, I forgot about that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brian's Attic. And of course, a special thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you would like to support Brian's Attic, head over to patreon.com slash Brian's Attic or use the link in the description. <laughs>